Okay, well, the sun is setting on another December day, not that long before New Year arrives, and I thought I would just get the podcast recorded because I want to try and get it released before the end of the year, make a, a 2019 podcast release. This one's going to be a bit unusual because it's two months scrunched into one, so it's November and December. Not a lot really happened in November, to be brutally honest, and I was rather busier than I thought I'd be. Um, I think the website is starting to make inroads into certain areas and delivering uh, delivering work, and hopefully that will continue. Um, there's even some more coming in this week between Christmas and New Year, which is great. So I'll have to see how that goes. Certainly in the new year, hopefully it will continue. Um, but anyway, I will start off with a bit of housekeeping and just mention the website. The website's had one or two changes, nothing particularly drastic. One of the other things that I wanted to do this year that I've managed to add is video to the slider on the, the home page. So instead of it just being all images, there's a bit of video that plays, just a short segment, maybe 15, 18 seconds long. And I managed to get a second one done, which is for the Scotland Lowlands, Highlands and Islands gallery. So when you go there, instead of just seeing a picture of the Old Man of Store, which is very nice, it's a nice picture, it's one of my favourites, I've got it hung up. Uh, nice big uh, 2016 of it. But I just like the idea of adding something that's a bit more... gives have some movement, it's a bit more... gives a bit more flavour of what the place is about that I've... because essentially it's sort of travel photography. Documentary travel photography is what it is. So what I've done is I've added some footage that I shot about five or six years ago uh, in skies, time lapse, clouds, shadows of clouds, uh, running across the countryside um, in the northeast corner of Isle of Skye. It looks absolutely great, really loving that. I have shot some more on Isla, which can be added for various things. In fact, for the Isla Gallery, there already is some. There's the Salter fluttering on the front of the Isla Ferry, uh, which I rather like as well. I just want to try and do some more stuff like that next year. It, it seems to work well. It's a bit more dynamic. Um, and who knows? I might even try and shoot something a little bit longer. Most of these are just little short pieces of introduction video but i'd like to try and do something that's a bit longer you know two three four minutes long something like that It'd be nice to put something out like that i really do enjoy video i've i actually studied tv film and photography uh a long time ago now um uh, not far off 30 years since i started with that 1991 i arrived on that course and um, little did I know, I, d I just wanted to try everything. And little did I know how useful a lot of that, um, a lot of that course would be. It's not so much the technology that we were using, but it's the techniques. 
the technology changes. You go from shooting film to shooting video on digital devices, but the editing is very much the same, even if the technology that you're using uh, is changing. It's it's all about knowing how to put things together and record things. A bit like doing this podcast. We did radio as part of the thing, so part of the course. So, you know, part of that. What I learned there is in this, and it's the same with you know the video. But yeah, it's it's working well the video, so I'm really pleased with that. There's also been a few little bits changed on the uh, backgrounds for the for the in the on the search page, which also uses video. It's just nice to stick a bit of movement into the into the site, and it's all photography, isn't it? Photography, film, it's all related. It's just moving. That's all it is. Just moving. So yeah, so that's really all that sort of like happens with the website there are one or two things uh, that I've got planned but generally speaking over the past uh, year the website's come on in leaps and bounds and I think I'm actually starting to benefit from that as well with Google rankings going up and work coming in so that's really pleased it, it just takes a bit of time that's all when you do these things it, you've just got to be a bit patient see what works see what doesn't and there's plenty on the website that needs improving to a similar sort of level to other areas of the site so there's lessons to be learned and we'll try and see what we can do for for 2020 um books books is the next thing um it's been uh, as well as sort of like discussing the the last year i thought i would also sort of take a, a look back back over the decade back to you know 2010 starting off there and there's been a lot of improvements um you know just i mean just the website is is light years better than it was 10 years ago uh, I moved over to WordPress in 2011 and never really looked back. The technology is, is just constantly improving and adding things which I can use, things like sliders. I'm able to add audio and various other different things to the website now easily. And it just, everything just comes together and I'm just able to put my work out there and if people want to have a look at it they can have a look at it and that's great and it's it's the same with the books i did my first book um my first proper actual physical book in 2011 which was sea sky sand and street and that worked out really well i was really pleased with the results of that it came together quite quickly um again it sort of represents a moment in my life like a lot of photography does to a lot of photographers you are documenting something that's happening a place an event that in some cases might not last very much longer and that was certainly the case uh with me um, shortly after that, I started visiting Scotland, and then there was changes in the family. Family sadly dying off, uh, lost uncles, uh, aunts, and uh, and even my dear old mum. Sadly, this decade, um, and all of that sort of like changes your outlook on life and where you want to visit. 
And of course, later there was a trip, a second trip to Norfolk in 2016, but that was under completely different circumstances to the visit in 2011. So as you can imagine, not quite the same when you're going there knowing that it's the last holiday that you will have with a member of your family. Um, it's quite sobering. Uh, and yet, strangely, you're able to deal with it. Uh, I think the photography helped a lot there. So I, the second book really... As I've said before, Caught by the Tide that I released back in July is sort of Sea, Sky, Sand and Street Part 2, but looking from a different sort of perspective. Um, you know, if there was any books in the middle, they would make brilliant um, bookends, really, because they just... They do complement each other, but they, they're at two different ends of the, the spectrum, really, from where they're coming from. Even though a lot of the locations are similar. It's it's like revisiting a place after something's uh, happened and you realise, yeah, that something's changed, something's altered. You can't put your finger on what, but something's, something's changed. That's really what Caught by the Tide was about. And uh, sadly, I didn't manage to produce any books in between those two. So you've got 2011, you've got 2019, and the rest of the years, there was no photography books produced, which is something I'm not very proud of, but I would rather release books that I am proud of than release, you know, average books every year and think, well, it's not exactly the greatest thing, you know, I produced. I think you've got to, when you're producing something like a book, it's got to be spot on. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be right. And with that in mind, um, one of the things that I did this Christmas was delay the Two Towns book that I had, uh, that I had uh, originally, I was going to release it this month. Now, the reason why I decided to delay it is because the the introduction wasn't right. And this, again, is another one of those books where it marks a period in my life. It needs to be done right. The text needs to be right just to explain everything. Um, I do like a bit of text in a book just to explain where the photographer's coming from, maybe a little bit of technical detail. It doesn't have to be much, but I think, you know, it's not that the photographs have to be explained particularly, it's just giving sort of like a context for people who are coming to your work fresh, especially if they've never heard of you before and they just find this book, pick it up and have a read and then just realised that it was this is reason why the images were, were made, this is the reason why I was here so the two towns introduction I started having a crack at it in October and quite honestly I just run into roadblocks all over the place, I, I think it was just writer's block or something like that but it just wasn't coming together very well so what I've decided to do is delay it for a year so it will come out at the end of November 
basically around the last week of November, first week of December of 2020. Now, the reason for that is, is one, I want to release it near the end of the year, near Christmas, because it is sort of Christmassy in tone. That's when it was shot also, and it'd be the fifth anniversary of the visit. But the other reason is, is because the book is quite personal, for reasons of it was the last holiday I got with uh, my all of my family, my sister, my dad, my mum and me before the C word turned up in 2016, the cancer. Um, and my eventually, you know, my mum's death a year later. It was all before that. So basically it was the last unspoilt holiday that didn't have any baggage, um, unlike the Norfolk one. Uh, roughly about nine months after, uh, which of course was put together to have one last family holiday with my mother. And uh, yeah, Edinburgh wasn't like that. Full of energy, full of life. It was mum as I'd like to remember her. She isn't actually in any of the pictures. She's only mentioned in the book because the book's dedicated to her. But yeah, it's... The images uh, form part of that. It was a strong set of images I was making. I was enjoying my photography. I was enjoying the visit. I was enjoying being with the family. And the book sort of like represents all of that, even though it doesn't show all of that. Photography is, you know, says a lot about the photographer, even if uh, the photographer isn't in any of the images. It, it's all about where we're at a certain path al along the route of life. Um, sounds quite deep, but I, I certainly believe that. So, yeah, it's a bit of a delay. It's a bit sad, but I'd rather release something that I can, uh, I can look at and love than rush something out and get it wrong. I just definitely do not want to do it with that. I mean, I could go back and change it, but I want to get it right first time. And if that means delaying it by 12 months, it gives me a long time to get the, the, the text right. And it will also be a nice, it will be released at a nice anniversary uh, period. It would be nice at Christmas. It would be nice when uh, the Christmas market is on at Edinburgh as well. And everything will just tie in nicely. Fantastic. So that is where Two Towns is at the moment. This time next year it will be out. But for the moment it's just going to have to wait for me to get the the introduction done otherwise everything else is ever is finished with it so that means that the next book to come out uh is seven hills which is also edinburgh that's going to be great because it's the first color photography book that i've done and it's also the first photography book where it's images from a regular camera it's not an iphone so i'm rather looking forward to that coming out that should be out about february March, I will mention it. I'll trumpet it from the uh, from the castle walls when that comes out because I'm really looking forward to that book being released. Um, it's another groundbreaking one. Later on in the year, of course, there will be two towns released. So I'm planning for 2020 to have two books coming out. I might think about uh, a photo zine if I can come up with uh, something during the summer. So the real victim of delaying uh, the two towns was the Norfolk Project book, which has been chucked back from the end of next year 
to the middle of 2021. And again, this gives me plenty of room to manoeuvre and work out what I want to do with it and get introductions. I've already started actually adding, adding in the images. The images are looking great on the page. Again, it's another groundbreaking one because this is not digital work. It's all shot on film, so in some cases it might have to be scanned again. Certainly the images need to go through Photoshop and maybe be tweaked a little bit for the book. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a great book for 2021. And I'll have to see if that's coming out at the middle of 2021. I want to try and get something out something else out if I can. Possibly the Scotland book. And if not, then it might be a photo zine and a good one for that might be my territorial photo zine which is containing some of the images from my territorial project that I did 25 years ago, long time ago. Where does the time go? I just do not know. So that really is about it when it comes to the book news. It's a bit disappointing. I would have liked to have got the uh, Two Towns book out for the end of this uh, end of this year, but. I don't think you should rush anything like this. And if it means delaying it, it means delaying it. And it, it makes it all the better when it gets released next year. I've got a, a really good run-up for it. And then it can uh, and then it can go out. And I actually think it'd be a good way to start the new decade as well with an, another book release. Just like I did with Sea Sky Sand and Street, I can release that and then move on and get a lot of that other Norfolk uh, photography work out because I really do want to get that photography work out and in book form if if possible in uh, in this next decade. It's been languishing around far too long. It really has. So yeah, that is about it for the news. I think we'll go on to the links now. Um, well, we're up to 18 minutes. We don't want to be make it too long. All of the links this month are all from the Magnum um, Magnum website. Some really great stuff. Two of the links are by Dennis Stock, which I don't think I've done before. I think I've done some of Dennis's work, but I've never linked to the uh, had website links on the podcast to one photographer and have, you know, two links credited uh, to that photographer. Um, but what, what the hell? Dennis Stocks works great. So, Magnum on set. There's two Magnum on sets which I'm going to mention. The first one is Planet of the Apes. This is Dennis Stock captured surreal and offbeat scenes in between takes during the making of the 1968 sci-fi blockbuster. Quite simply, fantastic images on the set with uh you know cast crew it just it's just a brilliant piece of documentary work on an on an amazing sci-fi movie from the late 60s if you are into planet of the apes or you like sci-fi or you like uh movie photography or movie history this stuff is absolutely fantastic and there's some really really quirky stuff in there as well absolutely 
awesome work and there's some really informa fascinating information um you know i mean for instance just mentioning the fact that it took up 80 makeup artists hairstylists and wardrobe staff to realize the scenes in which 200 apes appeared it is said that the production of several other Hollywood movies were delayed because all of the talent was tied up on Planet of the Apes. So there's some really fantastic reading in there as well. Um, like I say, just fantastic images. And uh, a credit to Dennis Stock, you know, for capturing some brilliant scenes on set on what probably is one of the most iconic sci-fi series of movies that there's ever been um i actually wasn't a big fan of the reboot that they made um when was it they did say was it was it 2001 let's have a look a bit further down oh yeah as made a 2001 tim burton remake not a big fan of tim burton as a director to be brutally honest never have been um always prefer the original planet of the apes i don't know it's 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 got something about it um a bit more character i think but we'll leave that there so that's then it's dennis stock on a set of planet of the apes and that's on the Mag magnum website the next one on magnum on set is rebel without a cause this is dennis stock photographed james dean given his most famed performance only months before his death. Again, if you are a massive James Dean fan or you're a massive film fan or into film history, uh, you like documentary work, you like portraits uh, of stars, anything like that, you're going to love these images. Just fantastic look at James Dean. And I imagine that probably these images were probably very popular after James Dean's uh, death, it just, uh, Dennis Stock was just, I don't know, Dennis Stock was friendly with James Dean. I actually think I've got another book somewhere. I'll have to dig that out. And uh, if I can find that book, I will add that to the links as well. But I'm sure I've got a Dennis Stock book. He actually, if I remember rightly, I think Dennis Stock taught james dean about photography because he was quite interested but i'll check that out and see whether that's whether i'm thinking of the right um book but i think i think i am i think i am i got it a few years for christmas funnily enough a few years ago i got it bought and it's um a really interesting there's loads and loads of pictures of james dean uh that dennis stock because it was hanging out with him and there's all sorts of... Uh, it's in a lot of it shot in New York, from what I remember. But I will have a look and see whether that's right. And if I am right, I will put the link in to the podcast link section. Right, now the final, final link is from the Magnum website. But this is some classic Robert Kappa. We might as well finish the decade with some top quality... 75th anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge and this is Robert Kappa's photography of the breaking of the siege of Bastogne and capitulation of German forces in one of their last offensive operations of the war. Classic Robert Kappa 
documentary forward slash war photography. Some really, really great images here. Um, a few of them caught my eye. One of them was US soldiers during the Battle of the Bulge near Bastogne, and they're walking across the field. I remember when I was on um, photographing an exercise with the army and the troops were wandering across this field during part of the exercise and it just reminded me of this picture. It really did. They were just all wandering across the field and I could just see Kappa's picture in my mind's eye. It just suddenly came back to me. Just That's how iconic and important a photographer he is. Another one is... I find rather impressive is a bit further down there's an American tank burns while transport planes fly overhead during the Battle of the Bulge. I mean a really impressive set of uh, C-47 transport planes making their way either back or I would imagine actually they're, they're on their way they could be delivering supplies or maybe returning after delivering supplies you don't really know which way Kappa's facing. Is he facing towards the front or away from it? You don't really know, do you? But uh, there's that one. And then the final one that sort of sticks out is a US soldier with German prisoner of war during the Battle of the Bulge. And quite honestly, the German looks pretty apprehensive uh, and scared. He's uh, probably just being captured and doesn't know what's going to happen to him. But uh, hopefully his war will be over. There's actually quite a few of uh, German prisoners of war and uh, you know even little things like a farmer buries his horse that had been killed during the battle and that looks really hard work so it looks as though that ground is frozen um, but even photographing you know small tragedies of the war like that just brings it all together a lot of people go on about Robert Kappa being a war photographer. I actually think war photographer, there's plenty of war photographers who don't like the term. Um, Don McCullen certainly doesn't. Larry Burroughs, the great Larry Burroughs, certainly didn't like the term war photographer. He just saw himself as a photographer who was documenting a war. Um, and I think Kappa was another one who didn't really like the term war photographer. He just saw himself as documenting events in a conflict. And I think he did it really well. But he was also very good at showing the human cost, both in materials and in people. Definitely one of the best photographers of World War Two. I think everybody would agree. Um, and I would say he's pretty much at the top because he didn't just do it about, you know, the action. It was about all of the other things as well that were going on around him. Um, his Omaha beat shots might be the most famous, but I don't think that they're the best uh, that he shot. I think they get across the Omaha beach experience quite well due to the graininess and fuzziness and blurred... Um, the apprehension, you know, of getting off those uh, landing ships um, onto the beach. But I definitely think that these pictures have a bit more of a... They tell the story a bit in more broader terms, really, which is what I'm trying to say. 
they also look as though they're six six. A lot of them. Uh, certainly, some of them are. The uh, the one of the farmer and the artillery position sleeping in their foxholes look as though they're medium format shots. There's yeah, there's about th three, four. There's about four shots that look as though they're medium format, and the quality looks medium format as well. They haven't got that uh, that graininess of the 35mm shots. So there's plenty there to have a look at. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for downloading this, etc, etc. I shall be back in January 2020 with another podcast, just for one month this time. Um, I'm not going to say that hopefully the work will have been sorted out, because hopefully I'll still be just as busy, but... It's been great doing these podcasts over this year. It's always nice talking about photography. And if you have enjoyed listening to these podcasts, well, thank you very much for taking the time to download them and, uh, and have a little listen to what I'm up to. So that's it. Have a great new year and I will see you in 2020.